All right. Good morning. So we're going to talk a little bit about the personal boundary today and what we can do to strengthen ourselves, strengthen our spouses, strengthen our kids. All right. Uh, going back, remember that everything is on a spectrum. There are degrees to which you can dial things up and dial things down. And if you control the ends, then you control everything in between. All right. So if you control ang anger and anxiety, then you are able to control negative energy. If you are controlling your well-being and your confidence, then you are able to control your positive energy. If you are education-oriented left brain and experience-oriented right brain, and you're able to balance those, you are going to manifest and develop your levels of genius. And if you are uh, decision-making, and you're talking about conscience versus intuition, right? So the conscience is what's inside of you. Your intuition is what comes from outside of you, given circumstances and information. Then if you can control that, and you're able to look and know when to find things, you can make more constructive, more positive decisions as opposed to destructive or being indecisive and going down into a negative spiral. Okay, so the personal boundary is what helps you to understand that there are things that are in your control and there are things that are outside of your control. And if something is outside of your control, then you you're not going to burn energy on it when you understand a that it's outside of your control and b you don't have to control it the stress comes from your uncontrollable environment everything outside of you when you are well balanced that penetrates your personal boundary causes stress steals resources from you so in other words if you are feeling confident about something and something or someone breaks through that situation and you're no longer confident, it has stolen that resource from you or from your kids. So having a personal boundary where you can make good decisions and say no to some things, yes to other things, obviously is very important. So I was offered a, a sales job one time and um, jumped at the chance. Fantastic opportunity, great product, um, seemed like the company had a rich history and here I am being offered this opportunity. And then I got into, huh, is there any sales training? No, just figure it out. Was basically the answer. What about a phone script? No, just figure it out. Was basically the answer. What about an email script? No, nope, you get to create that. Okay. So all you have is product. You have no, and even the product training was just, here's our product, this is the information, and this is how we do things. There's nothing. They have, they have no structures in place for driving sales, but they want a salesman who can solve all of their problems. So my answer was, well, look, I can solve that for you. I can create the phone scripts. I can create the training. I can create the, the information for you. Um, my fee is $50,000 and my commissions. And the 50,000 is paid up front before I do anything. Period. End of story. Because I looked at it as I was going through their systems. They don't even have a system for controlling how and when a contact or a lead is sent an email. They have nothing that 
oh, we, we register that in a in an Excel spreadsheet that that's yours. You you get the commissions on that. Really? No. Um, and by the way, it is French Toast Saturday, and in the kitchen is the incomparable and well leg booted Danny, who decided to get tackled in soccer by a kid who was like six inches taller and 40 or 50 pounds heavier at full speed. Yeah. She went for it. She bounced off <laughs> and, and then hurt, hurt her legs. Um, and one of them's in a boot. Uh Oh, I have company coming. Um, this is where you have invaded my personal boundary, but I love you. Mwah. All right, go. Let me finish with the folks. <laughs> right. See ya. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I fired him back an email and said, we need to have a different discussion. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, but what is the nature of suffering? The nature of suffering is not having a, a stable, sturdy, accountable, personal boundary. The nature of suffering is you have holes in your boundary. The, the uncontrollable environment is beating on you. It has broken down your walls. It has come through the holes. You have no preferences. You have no identity. Okay? There are people who love Ford. There are people who love Chevy. They fight at each other <laughs> all the time. There are people who love Audi. There are people who love Mercedes. They disagree about things all the time. There are people who won't eat meat. They eat fish, eggs, you know, that's the limit of what they'll eat. Or there are vegans. There are people who eat paleo. There are people who are vegetarian. There are people who won't wear the color pink. I don't, you know, it's their preference. It's If you don't have a preference, you don't have an identity. So you really need to teach your kids the power of saying yes and no. Okay. When you, when you teach your kids yes and no, and there are things that are going on in their lives and like my kids, if, if I'm saying, no, we have to do this, we have to do it this way. They will tell me you're not listening to me. The vast majority of the time I will then stop <laughs> and I will listen. And then I will come to an understanding. However, there are many, many times I will be like, no, this is what we need to do. And we need to do it right now this way. Okay. And because sometimes I have more information than they have, or I have a different agenda than they have. And that's simply to be understood. However, like this one conversation I just had with Danny about French toast. See, when I make French toast, I use a lot of eggs. I use sugar. When she makes, and I use cinnamon and nutmeg, when she makes French toast, she basically uses no nutmeg, no sugar, and only a little bit of egg. Okay? Now, her justification for that is you're going to be putting maple syrup on it. Maple syrup is sweet enough. And I agree. Maple syrup is sweet enough. But the reason I don't eat French toast all the time is because I make it with sugar. <laughs> so I don't, I don't take in the extra carbs when I make it with sugar. That being said, she doesn't want the extra sugar because she wants the maple syrup and she wants the flavor of the maple syrup. 
So how she toasts up or cooks up her French toast is different than mine. I still like hers. I just like mine differently because I prefer it differently. So the power of yes and no. She'll eat mine. She has no problem eating mine, but it's different. Okay. So she may not eat as many. That's fine. But sometimes the word no is tough love. It's telling your child, telling your boss, telling somebody about whatever it is. No, we don't do that. Okay. We, we don't, we're delivering, I don't know, a sofa. <laughs> we don't remove your old sofa. Why? It's yours. It's your old sofa. We don't know what's on it, what's in it. How, you know, it's used furniture. We can't put that on a truck with new furniture in it because all of a sudden something might get into it. And now we have all kinds of new furniture that's spoiled, right? Or even if we had a truck that was dedicated to only old furniture, we can't take that truck back to a warehouse that has new furniture in it. Because if you've got bugs in the truck that has old furniture on it, and we bring it to a warehouse that has new furniture, those bugs or whatever else could get into the warehouse and infect or contaminate all of the other new furniture. So now we'd have to have a completely different logistical system, right? So there's a reason why a furniture company will say, no, we don't take away your old furniture call Salvation Army, call Volunteers of America, whomever, or get some buddies, put it in a vehicle and drop it off at Goodwill. I mean, whatever the case is, there are reasons why companies say no to things. There are reasons why you should say no to things. It's your boundary. If somebody has trouble hearing the word no, they have thin skin and they are suffering. And their suffering is because your no is from their uncontrollable environment. They can't control you unless they can push your buttons and manipulate you. So a thin-skinned person is going to res resort to manipulation, guilt, and shame. Somebody who's anxious, someone who's constantly angry, they're going to do these things in order to twist you up and to get you to do things. If you have a stable personal boundary with a good system of allowing in what should come in and repulsing or pushing away what should not, you are allowing yourself to open the door, if you will, to constructive things and close the door to destructive things. Somebody who has holes in their, in their wall or their boundary is not allowing that to happen. And the reason they're not allowing that to happen is because they can't, they don't have doors. They don't have the self-control to shut the door to that, which is destructive and to allow in that, which is constructive. And so now you're leaving the good and positive and constructive things purely to chance instead of design and determination. Okay. Now, a person who is in denial has an illusion of control. They have an illusion of a boundary. They have an illusion of a door. But what's actually happening is they are 
making, I don't know, let's say a person, they're, they're making that, making believe, if you will, that that, that they are that whole person's world, that everything about that person, they are for that person. Okay. That's an unhealthy relationship. It's unhealthy for both parties for one thing, but it's certainly unhealthy for the person who believes that they have a boundary and that that boundary encompasses that whole other person. And in fact, they don't. So what's happening is there's, they're pretending, if you will, they're, they have this illusion of seeing a boundary that has like a force field has wrapped around that other person. And guess what? It's not the case. Even a child, like a, I don't know, let's say um, a responsible teenager, a young teenager, where they're not necessarily running around, they don't have the drive, own driver's license and et cetera. They're responsible. So you are not their whole world. You do have to establish sturdy, sturdy and, and sane boundaries for them, but you get to allow them more growth. And as they are more trustworthy in their skill set, as they grow and they mature more, and as they produce better results, as you see these things, some of these things we talk about in the rule of 15, you know, as, as you see them growing and maturing, you can trust them with more, which means you can allow them more space. But a, an adult who I don't know, maybe they're making bad choices about drug use or something. That is not for you. That That's where you need to have that strong boundary. And that strong boundary is saying, stop. I don't allow that in my household. And if you're going to do that here, you need to leave. Okay. Um, now, a thick-skinned person. It, it's interesting. All right. Thick skinned is usually scar tissue, right? I have, I had surgery on my arm right here for a tendon that had ruptured, okay? And that, uh, I, I blew it out keeping somebody from falling. They were going to fall and get hurt. And I, I prevented that from happening. But in the process of the weight, it ruptured a tendon, okay? Is what it is, got fixed, etc. For a very long time, it had a very, very thick, painful scar. With the generous application of massage and coconut uh, oil and lotion, it has healed beautifully. So I have the residue of it. I have the memory of it. It's not painful anymore. Somebody who goes through extremely traumatic circumstances, combat is the first thing that comes to mind. That person goes through the trauma of combat the first time. If they get redeployed, they're probably pretty resilient to what they're going to experience in that next deployment or next or next or next, as we've seen so often. They come back. They no longer have the levels of stress those thick skinned or thick walled circumstances required them to have and maintain. And now maybe they re-enter civilian life or maybe they're 
redeployed, but now they're stateside or they're in a non-combat environment and post-traumatic stress disorder kicks in. I don't believe or pretend to understand all of this. I'm simply using this as a broad brush about thick-skinned people. But people who are, th are thick-skinned, they've got scars. They've gone through trauma. It takes a long time to soften that scar. It, it really does. It takes, and it takes a lot of dedicated hard work to do it. And unfortunately, many don't. And we lose them. Um, your preferences are your ability to open and close the door. Your preferences, your ability to say yes and no to the things that you want to say yes and no to. And that's vitally important. You learning how to do that with your husband, your wife, your job, school, different organizations, government entities, whatever the case is, will help you teach your kids both through example and through experience so that they can learn when something is constructive to, to open the door and let it in. And when something is destructive, close that door and keep it out. Um, the last thing I'll say about it is this, right? There are some times that sometimes you simply disagree with things about what your wife or your husband believe or even what your kids believe, okay? You have the ability to be mature and to agree to disagree. You will oftentimes see ideological trolls on the internet who will say, why can't you do this? Why can't you do that? And then the weak person will apologize in fear and fright of being canceled because they're thin-skinned and they're allowing themselves to be manipulated and guilted and shamed. When the reality is you can still like an individual and most of what an individual stands for and disagree with certain elements of who they are. It's the immature person who resorts to manipulation and guilt and shame and cancel culture. Those manipulative and weak individuals are the ones you have to learn to teach your children and yourselves to resist because they are the problems. They are the parasites in our society that are tearing things down because again, they're immature, they're weak. So strengthen yourselves, all right, build yourselves up. So let me bless you and send you on your way. And I'm going to go have breakfast with my daughter. So father, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace and your strength. Lord, I ask that you would strengthen moms and dads and kids unite and, and build up the, the boundaries of our families, strengthen our families, strengthen our communities and strengthen our nation with the ability to create constructive results and to push back against and close the doors to destructive and manipulative and controlling people. In Jesus' name, amen. Take care. We'll catch you again tomorrow. Bye-bye.